Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to M Crow Radio. I got uh, James Nardone of uh, Nardone Pasta Company, Philadelphia local. Got him in the studio today. We're going to talk about some cool stuff, maybe some uncool stuff. And we'll go from there. So go and, uh, go and introduce yourself. He's texting. 
oh, I gave you the wrong headphones. That's why you can't even hear me. No, I can't. <laughs> hey, here you go. Peace. There's too many headphones in here. Yeah, I couldn't hear anything. <laughs> okay. There we go. Yeah, good enough. Nice. <laughs> All right, James Nardone of Nardone Pastico. Uh, in studio today, I'm Crow Radio. Uh, go and go introduce yourself. Uh, so I'm James Nardone. Um, I do Nardone Pasta Company, yeah, NPC, <laughs> uh, in Philly. Uh, <clears throat> we generally do pop-up dinners. I also offer like to-go food items you can cook at home. They're like, like I guess like a sort of like a chef-driven packaged food. They're like the home cook can assemble at their leisure. Uh, they did really well during like uh, restrictions when restaurants weren't open and people could still, you know, enjoy like a restaurant type of fare. Cool. So was like, it was your first pop up at Somerset Splits? It was. My first okay. like real pop up. Before that I was just kinda doing uh like DM orders through Instagram okay. and I had people come through to the house or I would like deliver it to them. Oh okay. And I maybe did like three rounds of that and just I wasn't really into people coming by the house anymore. I yeah. just didn't really like it. It was a little it was a little strange. But I'm sure if I kept doing it it would have like felt maybe a little bit more normal, but Yeah, but your home's your home. You wanna you wanna yeah, separate it just felt that. it felt a little strange. So I and I always wanted to do pop ups. Like even back when I started even back when I was like cooking like years ago, um I was when I I started work cooking in Boston, that's where I like got like my, you know, that's where you're cutting your teeth. Yeah, I was cutting my teeth in Boston. And um, I was always talking to, like, dudes or ladies that I was working on the line with. And I was like, yo, we should, like, do a pop-up at, like, a gallery or something. So it's always something I was, like, fascinated with and, like, romanticized the idea of doing a pop-up because it's, like, it's super cool. It's, like, one-off. Um, yeah. You can, like, showcase different stuff. It's, like, changing locations. That's always been very exciting to me. Um, so I was, like, immediately thinking, I, I got to figure out how to start doing pop-ups. And... um. I was cool with J and D from like the minute we met and <clears> that Somerset splits and um they were like, Yeah, like we could do something here and we were just going back and forth about like what do we do though? It's ice cream shop, we don't have like a hotline. Yeah. So um then I, I did basically like food that was packaged and you picked it up there. We did like two pastas that were just like you like a take and bake. That's like what we like advertised it as and you had that great uh garlic bread and the garlic bread yeah, did you have good. it I, I, yeah i came by it was okay good. cool all right great so yeah you know uh, <laughs> so um from from that moment on i was like okay well these can definitely work and then um we've always gone like back and forth pivoting between you know take home food and also like sit down and like full service restaurant style which i personally i like that more it's the sit down. Oh yeah, okay. it's like the interactive experience and getting to like to meet everybody and like it's prepared like how you really want it to be. Because when you make food that someone has to cook at home, I think you you're you're a bit limited because you have to make things that are gonna keep that are yeah. gonna that aren't gonna like overcook or sog out or get like you know mushy or what have you. So it's like to do like a meat or something or a fish as a to-go item would be very difficult. Yeah. It'd be it gets virtually impossible. Cause like, are you going to handle this right? Are you going to hate me? Yeah. After this you'd you have to right? separate everything. And then you'd have to expect the person who's purchasing it to like, know how to prepare it at home. Yeah. There's a lot of like opportunity for like user error. So, um, 
yeah, that's why we just started going really hard with the like pop-up dinners. And I feel like those are super successful. They've, they've all been great. And yeah, there's, met, a, there's a few people here that were really excited for you to come in. Cause like, Oh, I've been trying to get a reservation. Didn't work out. Da, da, da. So there's, there's a lot of, a lot of talk even within this little small shop of just your yeah. pasta company. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I feel like the pasta company or like the umbrella, that's kind of why we like <clears throat> started to kind of brand it as like NPC where it's not. So it's like, Oh, when you see that it's more of like a branding yeah. versus like, Oh, it's a pasta thing because we've kind of like, I don't want to say we've like stepped away from doing pasta, but we offer a lot of other things because yeah. it is like a, it's just like a, you know, a traveling restaurant at this point. So I don't want people to be let down. And they're like, oh, why does he have like other stuff? I thought yeah. he was, I thought he did pasta. Yeah. Like just like we do like the cutlets, which are a hit. We do like the chicken cutlet sandwiches and, you know, I do like lasagnas and eggplant parms, which it's all like fun food. But like you always have that one customer. It's like, I thought he did pasta. Yeah. There's always like, going to be something. It's like, wait a minute. <coughs> We did like ice cream sandwiches with my boy uh, Ralph down in uh, Ventnor, and oh, someone nice. there said it. She's like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> ice cream sandwiches? I thought he oh. did pasta." And it's like that's there's always like someone who does who does that, and it's. I, funny. I got a question real quick. Is What's that up? your go-to voice for people? I feel like people have like it's one like, voice no matter what kind well, of person. Well, that's is. the that's the person. Oh, okay, that's directly. That's the person. Okay, <laughs> there. You could probably put a face and stature with that voice, yeah. and it's always like that older lady. Yep. You know, she's a little shorter, glasses sometimes. One of my good friends, Jody, she's, since I've known her since, like, high school, she, no matter what the person, she has one voice she does to, like, mimic or mock every single person. So I just, I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, no, that's one person. <laughs> They're great. They I, love I, it. I can completely love visualize it. that person. They love it. They're just, like, yeah. confused. And, yeah. and I'm like, I get it. It's like, I don't even get it sometimes. Yeah. I'm just like. <laughs> the NPC, that, that, that's smart. It's good. Yeah. So, so we, you, you keep saying we. Uh, I thought this was just you. I know you hired an employee recently. Oh, we have a whole team. You have a whole team? Whole team. Oh, that's and awesome. It, and it's always like, it's always like fluctuating. Uh, but right now we have like a solid team and it's kind of like, uh, I kind of pick and choose who's available. Um, but it's my boy, Kevin Convery. He's the boy. Okay. He works at Shackamaxon. Um, he took over for, uh, Marcello left. Okay. So he moved. He was like the head pizza boy, since yeah. like the beginning, and he I think he moved out to California with like his brother. Oh. And they're doing some like wild pizza, small plates, tapas, super cool thing. Uh, I'm not sure where in California, uh, but he's I think pretty sure he's definitely there now. Um, then I have my boy David Edivane. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And um, I've known Dave for a long time. He worked at Soraya. He works at Middle Child Clubhouse now with my boy Mike Endries. They did uh, Strange Ways. Okay, yeah, yeah. That was Strange really cool. Ways yeah. boys. They're my homies. So Dave, he actually worked with me at Foreign, and he's just he's online for whenever I need him. Um, and then I have my boy Nick Messina. He worked at uh, uh, Fiorella. Okay. You so, got you got some some heavy talent in the bag. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for not even having like a brick and mortar, we got a yeah. pretty solid team. That's great. solid team. And uh, I, th- I think that just speaks volumes. Like when you like meet chefs or instead sort of like you, you keep saying we and team, it's like really awesome. You just, you acknowledge it's not you. You're not. The oh yeah. Totally. Like yeah. there's certain things like they, I'm, I'm no, I'm no like pasta expert in any way. I, I work really hard. I, I practice, I read, I'm constantly like working on 
honing it. Yeah. It's good. But like, and, and these guys, and the kid, the dudes that I'm with, they really want to learn how to make pasta. I think, and whenever I do pasta anywhere, people are always very interested. And yeah. I was always very interested. Yeah. It's kind of a misplaced art at this point. It is. Cause it's, I feel like there's a lot of mystery in the dough. I feel like that's where it starts. I, f- I remember like beginning of like quarantine, uh, like I, I, I was, I almost ordered that pasta granny's book. I was like, great I was book. Like, I was, I was like, I want to get this. I want to learn this. But I was like, you know, I don't have a big enough kitchen. I, I can't do this. You can, <laughs> you can do it. You really can. Um, you're going to do pasta school. A little, a little, pa- you, you're going to do a little pasta school. Well, <sighs> we, that ha- a thought? <laughs> we have, we have some ideas down the line. We have a lot, we have a lot of things, we have a big 2022. I, I'd, I'd sign up for that. 2022 is big. We, we'll get there. Nice. With the conversation. We'll get to, we'll get to what 2022 <laughs> holds, but um, huge things. Nice. Things that I never expected. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, closing out the year solid. But yeah, so in terms of like the dudes that I'm with, they are passionate. Um, like Kevin, I don't, he's been with me the longest. He was with me when I was doing like the Ortlieb's nights. Shout out Ortlieb's, Kyle. They helped me immensely. Yeah, I feel like once you started doing like solid stuff there, it was just like I, like just in the social media aspect, the following just kind of grew. It, it did, and it was like a thing where we did like three services. Like Kevin and I, we were like two covers, three covers. The first night was good, but it was all homies. Yeah. But like <clears throat> I can't rely, and I wouldn't expect my friends to come out every single time. Yeah. Like, and now it's like – it's really not many homies at all. And that's, it's, it's all customers or clients yeah. or consumers, whatever you want to call it. Like, um, like a following or whatever. Uh, and like my homies, like my friends come out and stuff still like when they see that something's going to be huge. Yeah. They're like, Oh, I got to come out. Yeah. Menu looks great. We got to do it. Or if it's like a collab with like, I just did one with mama Yoshi, my homies from Brooklyn. And that's kind of where it's at too. I try to do things with people like that I'm friends with. Yeah. Not so much like, randos yeah never works out yeah i've done it a few times and it's been like no one's really passionate it's like a pain you're like leading up to it you're like why am i doing this i'd rather like take the day it starts feeling like real work not even that i don't mind if it's real work it just doesn't feel right it's like okay. this is like such a pain such a pain okay like no one's passionate about it <laughs> yeah you, you just want to work with people that's going to be like really hyped about what you're doing because really you're hyped about you what gotta. they're doing yeah like we just did one with kismet the like this last weekend was great amazing great guys alex and jake love them like super talented what, what was the what was the kismet pop-up we did that. um so so i'm i'm working at a hinge in port richmond oh okay yeah on um somerset and edgemont that's like my home base right now. Um, they're helping out so much with what I'm doing. They're like basically, <clears throat> you know, just helping me like get on my feet. Tons of storage, big kitchen. So um, I do dinners out of there. And um, all of those dinners are uh, available on Talk. So you just go to exploretalk.com and then you type in Nardo and Pastico and then it'll show like all my dinner reservations and all of them are going to be at, at Hinge. Okay. So I have one right now that's open for uh, this coming Saturday, the twenty seventh. Okay. So and people are coming in actually inside the hinge and like sitting. Oh yeah, we're sitting. Okay. That's full service. Oh wow. So we're just like, again, like getting our feet wet, doing something like that before we like go full on, you know, restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we did it out of there. We did breakfast sandwiches and a, and a bialy, which is like, the bialy is basically like a, uh, it's like a 
bagel Danish. So imagine a Danish yeah, yeah. with bagel dough, and then the center is filled. And we did mozzarella, prosciutto cotto, and uh, salsa verde. Super good, super nice. tasty. I think I had something like that from a Fiore a couple weeks ago. They do. They yeah. do. Uh, I I can't even. It's like a. It's a chiate. Uh, a, yeah, I, I was. I, 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 can't, I, I, I can I, see I still the can't word. Pronounce it. It's. Uh, <laughs> When, even when I think I can pronounce it, I, yeah. I don't pronounce it right. <laughs> but yeah, they do. It's like a uh, a very similar morning baked. Okay. Yeah, I like that. It was good. It's, it's good. Yeah, they always like have really good flavors. Love Fiore. Yeah. Great Solid. team. Yeah. Yeah, Ed and Justine, great people. <clears throat> That's good. Uh, I feel like, I feel like the the quality people within the restaurant industry really kind of uh, got some bright light on them over the past few months because there's so many places that are just so horrendous and horrible. And the, yeah. and, the, and the good places have really, like, shown that they're good. And, like, people just, like, out to support them now. Yeah. I think that – I think Philly is killing it. Yeah. Like, I would say, like, there's more places that are doing a great job than people that aren't. Yeah, Philly's a sleeper food city, but I feel like people are getting more keen to it right it's now. It's going to – not even two years away. Oh, no, not even. How many people, like, moved into, like, our neighborhood in the past, like, year, sight unseen houses from New York? It's just, it's insane. Yeah. And that's the thing. We've been eating in New York a lot lately. And, like, there's a few, like, really great restaurants in New York um, and Brooklyn. But, like, Stephanie, my girlfriend, and I, we've, we've been going out there and, like, a lot of it's, like, kind of a letdown. Yeah. Okay. Because we're going out with, like, these expectations that New York is just, like, a killer. Yeah. But it's just, like, damn, like. It's really just – it's decent interiors, but, like, the actual quality and service, just you can't even compare. Wow. You can't even compare it. Like, there's this one restaurant that we really like a lot called Lulu. Uh, my buddy Jay Woolman's the chef there. That's just sick. Very cool. It's like, up in New York? Yeah, it's in, uh, it's in Prospect Park. Okay. Uh, it's a wine bar, hyper-seasonal, amazing wine list. Fantastic. Um. And then there's Winona's on Flushing. We're actually doing a pop-up there. We announced it today. We're doing December 6th. We're doing okay. a pop-up there. And I'll have the, all the boys with me for that. Oh, nice. It's like a full full service a la carte dinner. Sick. Yeah, that's going to be fantastic. Um, and then uh, we're doing a, uh, a dinner the following week at uh, Fits and Starts. Oh, sweet. Yeah, and that's yeah. going to be like my – like a birthday slash pop up. My birthday is the fourteenth, so we're gonna do it on the thirteenth and kind of like cross promote it as like yeah. it's my birthday. Come hang out and get you know nice. That, that drink would, a ton of wine and yeah. beer or whatever. And just, that place is phenomenal. Yeah, that place is really really sick. Um, so very stoked on that. Nice. So uh, let's. Uh, you brought some records in. We played some uh, Creepoid first. Some some locals. We got we got another local in here for you. Let's uh let's get some records going. Yeah, we spin that nothing record. Shout out Nikki, yeah. Aaron, Kyle, Doyle, Bushy. Nothing. No, there's no short of nothing on the on the show here. We, we play tired of tomorrow pretty pretty often. <clears throat> yeah, this is the this is the, the throwback. Not that thr- not not all the way back. Yeah, I I was going through some of my stuff the other day. I found uh, when they did their first tour. Um, Ryan Filson, I think he booked the show down at a Legion Hall in Savannah, Georgia. Their first show. I still, still have their first like demo CDR. And when they oh, used to just play with like the single red light on them the whole time, they'd always play like super dark. That was a that, that was a that was a very curious show. They, they've they've come a long way since then. Oh yeah, they are real curious. <laughs> we, we 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 can pull this up on, okay, uh, on right. the platter over there. All right. 
the drop down arm on the back right. This? Yeah. And just 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 throw it on track and we'll get the we get it rolling. Am I doing this right? Here. Yeah, I don't <laughs> it's all good. I don't know how to use these. Aha. Uh-huh. So once again, thanks for tuning in. M Crow Radio, sponsored by M Crow Beer. Glacier Cold, Fawn Fresh.
are back. <clears throat> if you're just tuning in, uh, we got James Nardone from NPC, Nardone Pasta Company. In the studio, we're talking about uh, life, love, and the pursuit of pasta and what uh, 2022 may come. So um, we just had a little conversation. One of my favorite uh, pasta shapes, uh, Trophy, I was uh, asking him why so many people don't Offer it. He's saying it's uh, really difficult. So let's uh, let's go through some uh, some pasta shapes. The easies, the goods, the bads. Yeah. The, I'm never fucking doing ever again. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a great shape. Yeah, great shape. Hold, holds Love a good it. amount of sauce. Love it. Love it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess um, so to talk to like to talk about the trophy shape. So it's one of those shapes that I've always been like, all right, I gotta like. I love the setups with it. You can do basically anything. It can be like clunky, like in terms of like, okay, I want to do like a, a more like rustic style, like cut of like say mushrooms or like you do like shellfish. You could do, you know, a protein. You could do veg. You could do nice like thin sauce. Um, captures the sauce really well. It's really tasty. Yeah. Um, great bite. Great bite. Yeah. Great bite. And um, <clears throat> it took me a while to kind of like get it. Um, like to actually understand the right dough. Cause at first I was like, I was like such a toy with it. I was like, Oh, I'll, I'll do like, I'll use just a, like an Emilia Romagna style dough, which is just egg and double zero deep of flour. Um, that's like how the dough is made like specifically in like Bologna when they roll out like the sfoglia for the tagliatelle when you see like, the big sheets yeah, yeah, of the ladies making it with the, with the, with the pin. They're rolling out. I, I love seeing those visuals, like, you know, six-foot-wide sheets. I'm like, yeah. how are you handling this? Oh, my goodness. Uh, legend shit. Yeah. Uh, Pasta grannies. Straight up. So <laughs> well, the book's um, called that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so um, nailing the dough for the trophy is important. It's semolina, like durum flour, and water. Okay. Um, no eggs in it? No. Oh, wow. No, it's just flour and water pulled together. And um, I like working it where it's like... It's like a muscle when you make a pasta dough at all. Like, it'll get really tight when you start to bring it together and you have to, like, let it rest. And you get back into it and you, you know, work it some more. Then you wrap it, let it hydrate, and you can unwrap it and, you know, knead it again. You get this nice, smooth, shiny, like, just this ball of just, like, homogenized flour. It's an absolute labor of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, if you know you're – if you do it often and you do a lot of it, you get quicker – you know how to like you kind of understand it a little bit better. Um, so once I could get my dough proper, then I started to kind of like anytime I had extra dough, I would always like try it because I'd see videos of people doing it. I'm like, oh, you kind of like roll your hand and then you kind of like pull on it and it corkscrews. But um, it's just like kind of like finessing your hand to kind of like work with the dough and you can kind of feel it and how much pressure you need, and uh, eventually you just get it. And it's like riding a bike, like. I hate to say that but like yeah. it literally is once you like get it you're like oh yeah. got it like they just like that keep all stupid yeah. mentality yeah and it's like okay well now i'm gonna do that <laughs> and i'm gonna do it on a menu and i have 35 covers everyone's getting it all right i have that's not even like in, in the grand scheme it's not that many people but yeah. one just me doing all the pasta prep becomes a bit of a uh bit of like a daunting task i yeah. guess you will you could say that. Yeah, um, pasta for 35 people. It's, it's a lot of pushing. Yeah, the and I usually do like a few different pasta offerings. So um, I would say <coughs> that's like one of the more like, you know, intermediate to like 
I want to say like an advanced shape. Yeah. It's getting there to advanced shaping. Yeah. I think it's just more like practice. Once you get to practice and you get it down, like, oh, I got yeah. it. So what was your first like more like technical pasta when you say like the advanced shapes? Hmm, that's interesting. Um, I think that could probably land in a more advanced shape. Okay. For like where I'm at with the pasta that I can offer. Gotcha. Um, I don't want to say I'm super limited without an extruder, but like there's way more shapes that you can extrude and I don't extrude anything. I do it. It's all hand cut or hand shaped. So, um, I feel like some filled pastas can become tricky because you run the risk of the, of the dough drying out, you know, um, Especially if you like, you sheet it. Um, it's nice. To, it's nice to use like a uh, like an atomizer, like a little like spray bottle. Okay. So like rehydrate if it's all spread out. Uh, but um, in terms of like the easiest to like the more difficult, I think the easier shapes are like farfalle is really easy. It's like I feel like a lot of people know the shape already to begin with, yeah. and you can kind of look at it and be like, oh, it's basically a rectangle. You have like crimped or you know like cut with like a crimper or like not cut sides and you kind of like push the centers in and it's like, Oh, the shape's done. Yeah. Um, as you go on you start to, you know, understand like the geometry and like the actual like theory of what pasta shapes are like where you need to have these like tunnels for the water to go through where if you've ever had a farfalle and the center is like really tough. Um, it's usually because the water can't travel through and you're not actually cooking the center evenly. Yeah. It makes and, sense. And whenever you actually make a – whenever two pieces of pasta fold and make a connection, you need to make that as close to the same thickness as the rest of it. So if you have a really, like, clunky part, like, where two ends meet is, like, double the size of, like, the rest of your pasta, Yeah. all of your pasta shape is going to be cooked all the way through except for this one little, like, notch. And it's, like, you still eat it. It's still going to be good. Yeah. But it will just be, like – Little, like, attentions to detail. So yeah. I think from easiest to hardest would be, like, I think a good place to start would be, like, uh, with, like, an egg dough. I think doing, like, like, a tagliatelle is fairly simple. And you can, like, as, as you know, if you have, like, decent knife skills, yeah. super easy. Even if they're not perfect, it's still delicious, like, for the home cook. Yeah. Uh, I believe uh, doing, like, garganelli is really easy. You What's just, garganelli? That's when, like, so you need a, a little board, which you can you can get them at Fonte's or you can get them online. Like, any chef supply store, like, sells a garganelli board where you get, like, a, uh, you basically get, like, a beveled dowel and you have a, uh, a board with ridges on it, similar to, like, a gnocchi board. You could even use a gnocchi board, okay. but you need a dowel. So there's specific boards for different pastas. There are. Oh, wow. So um, there's, like, there's a tool, just, like, with, like, regular tools. Like, if you go yeah. to, like, Lowe's and you're in like the you know drill bits yeah every like drill bit has like a different task I've I've seen a few like Instagram like chefs be like oh I only use like unoiled maple boards or like certain types. you should of wood. use raw wood because it draws out the moisture okay on the pasta when you're like making shapes say you're like dragging a piece of pasta okay say you're making like orecchietti or you're making like you know cavatelli or whatever you lay it on the board and it's gonna like it, it draws out a little bit of moisture Okay. Rather than using like, you know, an oily, like finished board that's just like not, it's not the move. That makes sense. Um, and especially when you're like actually kneading your dough. Yeah. What's going to happen? The same idea as if you were to knead 
dough on like a metal table, you're going to see it's going to create kind of like a, not a slurry, but sort of like this, like, just like a, an area of like moisture, which is just like not the move. You can still make it. It's still yeah. like, I've done it. I'm sure a lot of chefs still do. And yeah. it's fine. It's just going to make it a little more difficult for you. Cause you kind of, a little bit. It's just, it. it's just like, if you're going to do pasta, you might as well go all the way and just get the right tools to do it. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so I would say Garganelli is a super easy shape to make. It's like it starts as a square. You roll it, like, like south to north or north to south, and it's just a basically like a, a tubular shape with ridges, and it's delicious. Great shape. Yeah, great I, shape. I'm not even familiar with that shape. Yeah, it's a great shape. I'll, I'll look um, it up. I, I, I it's wanna, easy to make, try. but it's, like, yeah. it's difficult to make a lot of them. Okay. Because you have to, like, get the pasta, like – right like you know tip to tip on the board and then you roll it up and then you it's it's a lot of steps okay but it's very simple when when you're rolling your pasta are you like super like we're talking about thickness and like how they meet up do you like just kind of do it by eye or are you like super technical you have like a micrometer in there you're measuring like no, how tall it is i kind of like take a look at it and i just i like kind of feel it and yeah. i can see like where certain areas need to be you know thinner um at this point like i can't you know use the mozzarella anymore no. In the beginning, I was. I was I was rolling it out. But, like, at the where I'm at now, I just – I can't. Okay. Like, maybe if we can – when we're open, like, when we can like open our spot, I may be able to have, you know, a pasta. Maybe we'll do, like, tagliatelle, like, straight up, like, how it's done in Bologna, like, Emilia-Romagna region of, like, pasta, uh, like, old school style. But probably just do it, like, for one – offering it'd be very hard to do everything yeah because the labor the labor is already crazy intense yeah so it's like to just you know 86 you know any type of um you know machine would maybe like hurt us okay rather than help us um so yeah so the garganelli is very simple i say any like long pasta you can cut would be simple um like a gnocchi sardi, that's a semolina-based dough. It's just little nuggets, and you roll them on a board. That's so easy. Um, <clears throat> and then you can get into, like, more difficult shapes. Like, I feel like the orecchietti could be a little bit more tricky. Yeah, I've seen some people get, get a good flick of the wrist for that one. Yeah, and it's like you like kind of drag, like, a serrated edge. Like, a, like a butter knife works really well. You kind of just, like, tear the gluten and then flip it over. But it's about, like, making sure that the dough is, like, sturdy enough where it's not going to, like, fall flat. There's all these, like, little nuances. Um, and there's some other cool shapes. It's, like, Soprasina. I have that on my menu often. It's yeah. such a cool shape to make. It's, like, uh, and that's the thing, too. It's, like, a soup pasta. Like, it's yeah. a pasta you would put, like, in brodo. A lot of these pasta shapes that I use for my menus are all, like, brodo shapes. Like, if you were to, like, keep it super, super traditional, I'm, like, not. Yeah. But I think it's it's delicious with ragu. Like so why not? Yeah. It's why not? just good. And is, it, is that some is there some like snobbery in the, the pasta world? I don't, I don't think so. I, I haven't really I haven't like witnessed it or no one's ever said anything to me about it, like, hey, you're doing this wrong. Yeah. Well I'd be like, I don't really care. Yeah. Not to be like a, a dick. But like if someone's like, you know you shouldn't really be doing that, I'm like, all right. But it tastes fucking good. Like it's good. <laughs> yeah. Like, whatever. <clears throat> um it's just a fun shape. It's fun to make. It looks like it's difficult. It's very easy. You basically like fold it like north to south and then east to west. So it looks 
kind of like a bird. It's sort yeah. of like an origami shape. It's like, it's kind of like a, it's actually, I, I don't like doing this, what I'm about to say, because <laughs> I don't like the educating people thing. Cause I, yeah. I feel like I'm, I, I don't have that, you know, license to educate with this stuff. It's like, I'm still Learn. I mean, you're, you're you're throwing out words that I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to Google later. So I would okay. say you're educated a, a little bit because it's like that's like what I that's like my life. Yeah, exactly. It's literally my life. It, it's it's hard to take a um, step back and zoom out and give yourself credit sometimes when it's like it's just what you're into day in day and day out. But yeah, you know, give yourself credit. Like well, yeah, you're building a business course. out of pop ups. You know, give yourself a little bit of credit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the, um, the, the Philadelphia <laughs> pasta professional. You heard it here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. I definitely think that there's a lot of passion and I definitely put in the hours of like, you know, self-teaching, reading, practicing. Like I, I'm consumed by this. Like what, what what is your like work balance like that? Oh my God. There is no, there is no balance. No, there's no balance. It's just steady in the kitchen, cutting and and rolling. And if I'm not, and if I'm not in the kitchen, I'm on the computer and I'm getting things lined up. I don't have like, if you see anything on my page that's like an image, I made it or I put it like together every ad I make. Nice. All of it. I th- you, you got a really great like like the way you do photos, everything kind of looks really cohesive. It's like it's I try a really to good keep sales it. pitch. I there. do it that I do that for like a reason. Yeah. It's it's noticeable. Yeah, thank you. That's yeah. that I have I pride myself more on the marketing and like the back end way more. The food's great. But I feel like my best stuff isn't even the pasta. I feel like the be- my best stuff's like my sandwiches. Yeah, and pe- I worked pe- and I worked at Primos to- for a long time. <laughs> nice. Worked at Primo Hoagies for a long time nice. before I started like working in a real kitchen. Okay. Uh, and I actually have to give a lot of credit to my years at Primos because it's not like an easy job. Like football season in Primos is serious work. Oh, I could imagine. You are in the, you are literally in the shits, every every weekend, and during the week it's crazy. Yeah. Especially in like you know suburbs, New Jersey, like Eagleville, Sportsville, like we were like by Mullica Hill. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it was like, they don't play around with like the sports in Primos. Like it's no. like they go hand in hand. Like seventy five trays yeah. on like a Sunday. And also, like, walk-ins. So you're in the shits. Big time. Crazy. So, like, when I walked into a real kitchen, I was like, oh. Like, it is busy. Yeah, but, the, but the, a the different kind of busy. There. Different kind of busy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the hustle's there. And also, like, the there was, no, there was never any, like, fear. Yeah. It was just more of, like, learning the lingo. Okay, so Walking the walk. So, so down to your, your sandwiches since they're they're kind of popping off. What is what's your uh, what's your go to sandwich in Philadelphia? What what or better yet, what's your most uh, overrated sandwich in place in Philly? Let's talk about that. Oh, my most overrated yeah. sandwich place in Philly. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh oh, most overrated. You, you mm. don't have to answer if you don't want. No, that. no, 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 no. <laughs> That's a good question. I'm uh, most overrated. So, that's a tough one with like to, to say like sandwiches. Yeah, I think the most overrated like place where you can get food like a a a roll with food on is Delisandro's. Thank you. Perfect. Perfect answer. Just like I've had it so many times, and I feel like 
this is mad disrespectful, but, like, I feel like their meat is, like, someone chewed up, like, like, <laughs> like, 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 chip steak and shoot it till it was, like, a powder and spit it back onto the roll. And that's selfish. it. That's, that's going to hurt a lot of feelings. Pe- people, that's okay. People I ra- I'm a Chubby's guy. <laughs> there we go. If I have to pick, you know, a Henry Ave place. Now, what, what would you say your most, uh, like, underrated? You're, you're, you got any little secret spots you want to oh, put on the Underrated? Underrated? Um, damn, I don't know. I feel like my, my favorite's Angelo's. I could say that. Okay. Angelo's cheesesteak. Angelo's South Philly, their cheesesteak is probably the best in the world. Uh, so good. It, it, Seriously it, perfect. You, I've, I've, I don't eat meat, but I was told that's your, your standard issue. Like, you're, you're, you're never going to get anything bad from there. It's always yeah. going to be what you expect. I think, like, their cheesesteaks, 10 out of 10. 10 I, out of 10. Like, again, I have... I have pizza that I lean towards. It's more. I like a lot of pizza more than their pizza. Yeah, but um, they do like the the sweet sauce there, right? Um, I wouldn't say it's sweet. I think they're they're like grandma pie. Their square pie is really mm-hmm. good. Um, when it comes to a circle, I, I'm I'm Shack and Maxon all day. I think Shack and Maxon has the best round pie ever. Oh, so phenomenal. good. Yeah, so good. I've, um, I've I've heard rumors of a uh, something on Richmond Street possibly. Um, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. I... I, I, I was, yeah, I know that like I think everyone's having like, issues right now with like staffing. So I think to like for anyone to grow right now is really difficult. I think it's yeah. like making sure you get a handle on your staffing on like your flagship, and then I'm thinking like maybe in a excuse me, um, maybe by like springtime. Okay, I think there might be like a resurgence of like people looking for work or what have you. I, I don't know. Shack um, Maxons, they they started doing just like pop ups as well at first, and then they got their own. Oh, I'm not or... I'm not sure what yeah. they were doing. I know yeah. Eva was. Yeah, I haven't had Eva yet. I heard it's fantastic. Um, not 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 a fan. Oh damn, sorry. Yeah, uh, sorry I've heard Mark. great things from from a lot of, like my chef buddies. That I haven't had it yet. Um, my buddy Steven Seibel just opened up Hook and Master. Okay. Uh, with Jose Garces, which is. That sounds really that's, familiar. That's on Master. It's yeah. on, like, American and Master yeah, yeah. Street. It's, like, a big-ass place. But Steve's, like, the best dude, great chef, and makes fantastic pizza. He did the Parmesan. That was him. Oh, that was – okay, cool. That was him. And then nice. I don't know what happened with that whole situation, but I think they all parted ways. And Parmesan, I think, is still a thing, but Steve's obviously not doing that. But he's yeah. killing it. And he's, like, helped me out so many times. Uh, nice. Great that's friend. Awesome. Great friend and a uh, very talented chef. Um I'm a big fan of Circles and Squares. Dan Gutter, great. Yeah. Yeah, him and Hagen, great team. I love a square pie down on Pass Young. Dude, so good. I, I feel like they, 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 get, they get, like, skirted over a lot. But there's a, there's one a of my lot favorite of love pizzas. in that dough. Yeah. yeah, one of my favorite pizzas in the city. First time I had it, I was like, oh, this guy loves making fucking dough. This is amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. It's Terrific. They they have an eggplant and caper. To, it's almost like a puttanesca. Yeah. That shit's oh, banging. so good. And their soprasada is very good. Their pizza's fantastic. Yeah. But you're right. They, 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 they just always get glanced over by people, which I'm, I'm okay I think with. That's, a, that's apparently Badia's favorite pizza in the city. Oh, okay. I think that's he it. said that. Someone said that, that he said that, and I, I remember. <laughs> I, I would back that, because that's my, that's my favorite pizza. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, Stephanie, my girlfriend, she loves square pie. Yeah. How do you feel about Renzi's? Renzi's. I don't think I've had it. Is that around us? Yeah, it's like a. It's up on a. They have a place up on Orthodox. They're like a. Ma- oh, Mayfair I've heard Bridesburg. so many nice things about them. Yeah. I've never had it. It's it, it's a good uh, in the in the street slice category. Okay, cool. It's it, it's a great street pie. 
Yeah, I go to like the place around the corner for me. They're like they're so inconsistent. This place Tony's. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like sometimes it's great and sometimes yeah. it's whatever, but like it's just like it's like desperation pizza. Yeah. It's like if I'm tired and I just want to slice. It's like one I'll of the just, morning boardwalk pizza. Yeah, it's like I'll just like kind of like, you know, wander over. It's like that glowing light. Yeah. I know they're open. It's like moth to flame. Like if I can smell five. the fryer oil, I know they're open. <laughs> uh, and I just pop in, grab a slice, and it's just, it is what it is. It's nothing, you could call it football pizza if you wanted to. It's, 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 it's that's, that's a fair statement. It's fine. Yeah. It's just fine. It's a Coors Light football pizza. Yeah. Um, let me think. Yeah. So, yeah, all that stuff, it's all good stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know who does like a like an outstanding hoagie like around here. There's um, Mazzanti's in Bristol is phenomenal. Okay. Phenomenal. That's probably, that's probably my favorite hoagie like in the area. Mazzanti's. Okay. Yeah. I, Castellino's. They, they're, they're veggie Italian. Hoagie. I never had it. Oh, you, you got, you got to dive in. The water's warm. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. See, I'm like, are they put on a seated roll? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. See, I'm like a sucker for a seated roll. I don't really, Unless I'm unless I'm like in Atlantic City and getting like a White House hoagie, yeah, I like need seeds on it. I I, just, I, I stayed away from the seeded roll for a long time. I got I got really bad teeth, so it's just like more labor than was worth getting everything out. But see, I just think it I'm, I neutral. think it holds all the ingredients so well they don't yeah. fall apart, and that's why I feel like Angelo's is just really setting the standard because putting a cheesesteak on a seeded roll is like it, you got to do it. Yeah, my my, my partner is a seeded roll or bust. That's, it's a, it's that's a make how or break I am, that, and that's and that's what I do with my sandwiches. Yeah. I ha- I have to. They're loaded with like it's got like cured meat and fucking like chicken cutlets and just loaded or the, the eggplant, just a literally like slab of eggplant parm on this sandwich with like burrata or whatever I can yeah. get my hands on, just loaded. So I have to put it in a vessel that's appropriate. And yeah. if I put this on like some like dinky. Little you know, Amoroso, stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's sacrilege. I, can't, I don't. You can't even say that word. <laughs> and you know what? Um, I was using sarcones for the longest time. Yeah, I, I, that was my next question. I was using sarcones forever, like since I started doing this, and for a while it was good. And I think they like lost some staff, and I just feel like the quality like really just went down. Really, and it's expensive. Yeah, more expensive than Elysios. I use Elysios. For everything. And people always ask, well, what kind of bread is this? Is this a Sarcones? I'm like, no, it's Lysios. They're like, Lysios? I've never heard of it. I'm like, well, Jersey, Glassboro. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's right over the bridge. It's right there. Yeah. That's like where I I grew up, like, eating Lysios, Aversas. Okay. I think Lysios is much better. You grew up in Glassboro area? I grew up in Gloucester Township. Okay. So, um, so like Camden County, not far, right off 42. Kind of right, you know where the uh, the Gloucester Township outlets are? Yeah, yeah. I grew up like right there between okay. Blackwood and Ariel. That's Did like... you ever go to the Franklin Skate Zone shows? Oh my God, stop. <laughs> we, we don't got to get into that. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> like, bef- like, that's like, you know. That, that's a different lifestyle. That's, that was like later. Okay. It was like Franklinville VFW. Okay. I, oh, I went to a VFW show in, uh, in high school. I remember, it, 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 they were everywhere. Yeah, it, 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 I can't believe anyone let that happen. Yeah, it was insane. <laughs> it was inappropriate, I'd say. <laughs> Early two thousands New Jersey music, uh, unparalleled. Well, that and also telling white lies to my parents, <laughs> and then taking the Lindenwald 
Paco to Philly. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to, to, the, getting I'm going to, to a church. To West Philly when I'm like 15, 16. Yeah. Like, I forget the name of these spaces. There was, I forget where it was. There was the boiler room. That was long ago. Boiler room was a while ago. That was in a bad area. Yeah. Uh, Party uh, Mansion. You remember that was a West Philly house. Oh, I'm not familiar. Um, that was like 56 I forget the name of the Baltimore. venue, but it was like upstairs. Yeah, there was this one venue. It was upstairs. Um, it was a nice room, but it was in like it was in like kind of like a dicey area. Even even um, North Star was right, North was Star dicey. In, yeah, that was back, dicey. back in high school, like 2002, 2003. That was that was sketchy. Yeah, yeah. it's good times though. Yeah, yeah. Builds character. <laughs> I'm trying to. There was a, there was a few others, but um. Yeah, that's a whole other. Yeah, that's a whole other we, episode. We, we, we've we've got a couple minutes left. I want to make sure we talk about 2022 for sure. NPC. I want to get make sure you get some some good talking about that. And we got one more record on the on the bank here for you. So what, what's a uh, what's next year gotten uh gotten store for you? Okay, so we're actually um, wrapping up some uh, like finalizing some details on our uh, brick and mortar, and that's. Uh, Looking to be at a 2525 Frankfurt Ave. That's a, that's, a, that's a prime spot. Yeah, so it's going to be like the next wave of Frankfurt Ave. It's down uh, by Fiore Steak and Shake, um, the corner of Frankfurt and Amber, I believe, over by like that mini mart. Um, yeah, yeah, like uh, Seven Swords is right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so there's cool like right there's there. a lot of stuff happening. Um, <laughs> working with like two new developers. They're from LA, younger kids. Really believe in like what we're doing. Um, so uh, yeah, it's a beautiful space, brand new. We're building it out like top to bottom. Nice. And that'll be like a uh, all day cafe kind of situation. Um, got some buddies uh, to do coffee in there. Moonraker, they're like a new roaster oh, out of Kensington. Them, yeah. They're fantastic. So Moon- good. I like that name. That's a sick yeah, name. so good. And um, going in with the cafe with Ed. He's the owner, and. Um, possibly gonna have like a little bit of like consulting with foreign they're like a new coffee shop in kensington as well all like great homies um they all kind of like have been supporting me and so they're gonna be running like the coffee program and uh we're gonna be doing the you know morning cafe and then uh, at night we're gonna offer like a like a pasta bar kind of situation like a chef's counter if you will okay yeah nice. so you know, it's gonna be cool. You're gonna do like baked goods with the coffee, or like. So we're gonna. I have my buddy Max. He actually works at a uh, bakery in Greenpoint, and it looks like he's gonna be coming on as like our lead baker. Oh wow! So we'll have like focaccia, sourdough. We'll have our own bread program. That's amazing. That's yeah. awesome. So, um, yeah, we're looking just to come in and just like, just just crush. Yeah. Well, I mean, considering so, what you've done just doing pop-ups, yeah, I'm really that's what I'm saying. Kind of see where this goes. Yeah, so we're kind of just finalizing like <laughs> equipment stuff. Like, the grid out there is kind of weak, so we need to like see how we need to upgrade our ampage. Yeah. Oh, I, just, didn't, I didn't. Oh my god, I won't even imagine what that's like. Yeah, it's it's, it's like a big undertaking. Yeah, it's a lot, but I have like a really experienced team, so I'm like fortunate that we're doing it this way, and it's all, I'm also very fortunate that it's a new building, and we can see. All the electric, the plumbing, because we were looking, we've been looking for a while, and I was looking at these old buildings in South, in South Philly, and they're just, like, in a condition that like, we just don't know. You can't, like, go into the wall and see, like, what's the electric like? What's yeah. the plumbing like? It's, like, all the, knob and the tube third. lurking back That's there. what we had in our house, yeah. in, our, in Port Richmond. We had yeah. knob and tube. We had to take it all out, put in the, you know, 
14, whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah, it's the annoying white shit. Yeah. And so all that gross shit. So basically, um, it's it's nice that we can see everything and we know where everything's going to go and we can like design it to like to match the aesthetic. So I want it to be a place that like it's like you're walking into the Instagram. You're walking yeah. into our you know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's very interactive. I want it to like to be a place that's like, "Oh damn, this like looks like what they would be doing." Yeah. It's just like a full cohesive package. Exactly. Like, you know, like the white tile, the concrete floors, the white walls with like our, you know, all like my friends have can like make us a painting. We'll have like you know, all my friends will have art on the walls. Um, some like little nice vignettes of like cool furniture and like some plants. A little pops of color here and there, but like overall just like a really cool atmosphere. Um, super chill. You know, the menu is gonna be throughout the day like fairly light fare. Like yeah. kind of like a cross between like you know, West West Coast meets East Coast, like, breakfasty stuff. Like, it's not going to be, like, Salome's breakfast menu. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, like, toasts and, like, nice breads and jams and, you know, eggs here and there and, like, some, like, you know, like a white bean puree or something. Things like that. Like, yeah. light fare that has, like, a Mediterranean vibe to it. And then we'll obviously have, like, our lunch menu, have the cutlets, other, Just like, overloaded fun sandwiches. stuff. Yes. We'll have, Two like... Two napkins necessary. We'll have fun stuff. I want the place to be crushed. Yeah. Every day. Well, it's it's gonna be. You got that huge building of apartments behind that. We have apartments right on top yeah. of us. We have like 15 <laughs> units like connected to us. So, we're just you know we're looking to like you know stay humble like we've been, but like we we really just want a place that's a cool hangout. Yeah. That's really the end of the at end of the day. I just want the the restaurant to be able to pay all of our bills, pay all of our people, and then have it be like a cool space. Um, It'll be offered for other people starting out. Like if anyone is doing a pop up and they're like, "Oh, I want to do one with," like we're gonna, we're it's gonna be open for anyone to do a pop up yeah. at our location, whether it's retail or food or you know an artist. It'll be like a gallery and like pop up space, whatever you know. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's gonna be sick. It's gonna be like a, it's gonna be kind of like a co op in a sense. Yeah, but um, just kind of a cultural hub. Yeah, a cultural hub. So we've already talked to a few of, like, our friends who would maybe be interested in, like, doing, like, a little pop-up shop on, like, a Sunday, like, a Sunday matinee, like, little art gallery, and we can put up, like, you know, some, like, small bites, yeah. have, like, a friend come in with, like, some beer. We're, like, really close to Human Robot and Cane Brewing and trying to ma- build some more relationships with, like, beer and wine folks Yeah, come in and... uh you know, kind of get a, you, you think you eventually get like a small A on, 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 on staff there or anything like, Oh, I don't know, dude. Cause we're definitely not going to have a license, a liquor yeah. license, but okay. we're, we're going to be able to like, you know, they make kind of like, I think it's called an expo license where a bar can like get like kind of like a temporary license to serve and sell off site. Okay. So we're going to do that okay. for like probably you, the first feel, yeah. year. It's just liquor licenses, not only are they, like, really hard to get, they're really expensive. Yeah. Probably probably close to a million dollars. Yeah. it's I've looked into it, or had friends that have looked into it. It seems yeah, can't insane. Can't afford it. Not yet, at least. Yeah. Maybe down the line. Five, five-year goal liquor license? Maybe when we... Oh, no. <laughs> way, way sooner than that, but I just okay. don't think this location. Maybe when we open one in Jersey. Oh, okay. That's the That's, like, the, the short-term... The short-term goal is open this one, 
and see where we're at. And then I'd like to open one in Blackwood. Okay. Kind of like there's, and there's a story. Yeah. It's not just like for no reason. It's like, oh, this is like where we're from. Yeah. Where I'm from. Yeah. Go, just go back home. I think that something like that would really do well. I feel like a lot of people uh, our age range, the Collingswood, Blackwood migration, once you hit mid-30s to 40s, is a very natural yeah, progression as well. and I love Collingswood. It's just like I just – I've always kind of done my own thing. I don't want to, like, follow the trend. Yeah. I'd rather go, like, there. There is, like, a story why it's there. And I feel like, I've, like certain parts of the Black Horse Pike are can be charming. Oh, totally, yeah. It's just, like – Put Sometimes t- in the summer, I'll, I'll take Black Horse Pike rather than take the highway. Yeah, just well, it's like, like you put a. Well, look at Sweet Amalia. Yeah, they're in like Newfield. There's nothing out there, and they are killing it. Yeah, if you build it, they it. will come. So that's kind of where we're at, and it would be great to do, you know, a more like family style yeah. Italian. That's like nice, you know. That that would be great. Yeah, I, th- I think that that's a very obvious natural progression for you. Yeah, natural progression. But um, I don't. I hate to cut you off, but we are running out of time. So just as a recap, um, you know, James started out just doing pop ups. Next year, he's got the idea for a you know restaurant really coming to full reality. So uh, pay attention, to this guy Nardone Pasta Co. We're gonna play one more record for you. Uh, Ceremony, the LP uh, Zoo. We're just gonna play the first track for you. So thanks for coming in, hang out today. This yeah. was truly a joy. I really well, appreciate thanks for having it. me.